Good evening, and welcome to another installment of Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we feature new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Ranella. And thank you for joining us on another premiere night of MAT Features. As our judges are currently in the process of reviewing all of the submissions from this year's script writing competition, we're taking the time to showcase the newest collection of MAT features produced from the winning scripts of last year's competition. Last week, we heard The Plague Song by Jim McDonald in a very full hour lineup. This show, we've got a little more wiggle room. We're leaving the sea and headed to shore for Peter Grunbaum's Bad Egg. Both works were a joy to produce, and the actors were fantastic to work with. Speaking of which, if you live in Columbus, Ohio, and are interested in voicing for some of our characters in the next set of MAT features, we have some auditions coming up starting the first weekend of March. It's alongside our friends at the Actors Theater of Columbus. More details to come on our website, but to find out dates and location info ASAP, you can visit theactorstheater.org for now. After our feature, we'll be bringing you another variety of Dakota Ring Theater, one of their summer showcase series stories, doing their take on a great Northern audio favorite. It's the superhero mockumentary, The Saving of the World. But first, time for our MAT feature, Bad Egg. Enjoy. Elena, slow down. Wait for me. You know, Sneedley, when I hired you as a guide, I had this picture in my head of you in front of me. You know, guiding. (sighs) I'm happy to be in front if you just take it easy for a bit. The faster we go, the sooner we get there. Can I just put my pack down for a few minutes? I mean, sit on a log, have a drink. (sighs) Fine, go ahead. Can I interest you in some Teabury wine? It's a local delicacy. Sure, give it here. (coughs) That's disgusting. Well, if that's how you're going to be, I'll put it away. Uh, How far to Ulna? The forest ends over there at the river. We cross a footbridge and then it's a six-hour hike through to the valley. Then you'll have to camp there overnight. In the morning, is about a three-hour scramble over rough terrain. And then you'll be at the village. Why do you want to go to Ulna anyway? I mean, there's nothing there. It's just a small... I'm going to go have a look at that footbridge. Really? There's, there's nothing there. I mean, there's, there's nothing to see in Ulna. Hey, the bridge is out. Huh? It is? Oh, man. It's totally gone. Must have been a, a, a storm or something, and the nearest bridge is miles away. Look, I'll take you back. I'll refund your money if you want. No, it's not that deep. We can wade across. The water's freezing. Come on. Wait. I have a better idea. When I was at the market, I bought a box of eggs. They're magic eggs. <laughs> 
They will hatch into an animal spirit that will do your bidding. See these symbols on the top? They say what kind of animal it will hatch into. You can read these symbols? Oh, sure. They're classic ancient glyphs. I studied them in school. You see this one? It's for a giant bird. It can fly us across the river. If you say so. And the box even came with instructions. <clears throat> okay. One, set the egg on the ground. Two, stand back three paces to be away from the whirlwind. Three, say these words three times. Yahrad Yatra, Tigrad Yatra, Yahrad Yatra, Tigrad Yatra, Yahrad Yatra, Tigrad Yatra. Oh, great spirit of creation, bring forth from this egg a giant bird. That is a giant bird, Sneedley. Yes, well... Uh... In fact, it's the biggest bird I can think of. Look, I... It's just... And I really hesitate to bring this up. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's a giant flightless bird. I'll get rid of it. Uh, just let me read how to do it. Ah, here it is. Hatchling. Be gone. What other useful birds besides ostriches can you hatch, Sneedley? Hmm? Penguins? Kiwis? I'll, I'll put the, where, the eggs away. Let's just get across the river. We've got a ways to go. to hand it to you, Sneedley. Sturdy tents and a roaring fire? You make a nice camp. Oh, thank you, Elena. You know what this reminds me of? A picture book I had when I was a little girl. It was called In the Land of the Saber Wolves. This place looks like Saber Wolf Country. But that's because it is Saber Wolf Country. (gasps) Seriously? Do you think we'll see one? Well, let's hope not. I mean, they're vicious creatures. Fortunately, they'll stay away if you don't bother them. Oh, I'm not worried. I'm pretty handy with my sword. Mm. Besides, if they get too close, I'll show them my boots. Saberwolf hide. That should make them think twice. What? Let me see those boots. Damn it, they are Saberwolf. They can smell this from a mile away. It's only a matter of time now before they I attack. I thought you said they would leave us alone unless we bothered them. Yeah, smelling the skin of a dead cousin bothers oh. them. Come on, that's just... Did you see that? Oh, something's out there, all right. Look there. Where? I saw a pair of eyes, but now it's gone. Yellow, with black slits. Yep, that's Saberwolf. It'll wait out there until five or six are gathered around us, and then they'll all come in at once. So we have a little time, but not much. Get your sword ready. You know, Sneedley, Hmm? I just noticed that for the first time since I hired you, you're acting like a knowledgeable guide. Uh, I know just the thing. Let me get the eggs. Oh. Now, see this egg? This egg, the symbol means lion. It'll hatch into a lion that will chase them away. You can hatch a lion? Uh-huh. Oh, great spirit of creation! 
Bring forth from this egg a mighty lion. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh. Well, the symbol for lion and kitten are very similar. We need a better plan. Hatchling, be gone. Do you have anything you can use as a weapon? Listen, I, I, I now remember what the symbol for lion is. See, there's another egg that has it, see? And, and what's the other symbol on that egg? Oh, not sure. But this one's definitely a lion. Mm. Stand back. Keep your eyes on that wolf. Yeah, well, there's two wolves now. Oh, Yahrad Yatra. Tigrad Yatra. Yahrad Yatra. Tigrad Yatra. Yahrad Yatra. Tigrad Yatra. Oh, great spirit of creation, bring forth from this egg a mighty lion. I'm not turning around to look, Sneedly. I'm not turning around, and I'm praying with all my heart that what you've hatched is not a sea lion. They're, they're very powerful creatures. Yes, they're very powerful creatures in the sea. Oh, hatchling, big gone. Now grab a heavy stick and be prepared to swing it with everything you've got. Wait, 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 wait. There's one more egg that says lion. Oh, we don't have time for this. There's four of them out there now. I can now. do this. I can do this. Yahrad, yahrad, Sneedly. Great spirit of creation, bring forth from this egg a mighty lion! Go, go, go! Sick him! Sick him! Sick him! Oh, look at him go! I can't believe you did <laughs> Oh, the lion will be around until morning. Ah, so we can keep watch through the night. We can rest easy now. Yeah, well, I'm not taking any chances with anything that came out of those eggs. I'll take first watch. Suit yourself. Time is it? You shouldn't have let me sleep so late. Ah, good morning, Elena. It's uh, it's not that far to the village, so we'll be there by midday, even if we take it slow. What's for breakfast? Porridge. Ugh! Can't you hatch a pig so we can have some bacon? Oh, unfortunately, the eggs don't work that way. Hmm. So, uh, you're gonna tell me why you want to go to Ulna? I suppose after the saber wolves last night, you've earned it. Here's the deal. I found out that Chen lives there. Who? Chen? Chen the Merciless? Oh, didn't they teach you anything in school besides how to read eggs? Wasn't he like an old king or something? Not that old. It was only 30 years ago. He ruled these lands with an iron fist, wiped out villages just for fun. When they deposed him, he escaped. And now he's in Ulna. <laughs> Former king, living in a tiny village. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, this is a local spice. Smell it and tell you if you think it'll improve the porridge. Ugh. <coughs> no. Listen, what better place to hide than in the middle of nowhere? Well, so there's a reward or something? Oh, I don't care about the money. This is about justice. So you're saying Chen 
is a bad guy. I've read all about him. Trust me, he's a bad guy. And, uh, what exactly is the definition of a bad guy? You want a definition mm. first thing in the morning? Someone who does bad things, obviously. But, like, we all do bad things sometime in life. I mean, we aren't all bad guys. You do bad enough things, you're a bad guy. It's not that complicated, Sneely. Okay, but... Haven't you ever listened to a story where the hero comes across 30 enemy soldiers and kills them all single-handedly? I mean, those are bad guys, right? But you don't know if they did anything bad. Maybe they were forced into joining the enemy army. Maybe they were just looking to desert the first chance they got. That's completely... But let me finish. Here's what I think the definition of a bad guy is. It's someone you can hurt or kill, and as a result... Only good things happen. That's a ridiculous definition. Oh, think about it. You hurt or kill a bad guy, and it's all goodness. That's exactly what makes them a bad guy. The bad things they did or didn't do aren't really relevant. What does this have to do with Chen? Well, okay. Let's say after Chen escaped, he started started up a new life Hmm. in a little village. He learned, I don't know, how to make cheese. (sighs) I mean, now he makes cheese for the village. If you kill him... Is anyone happier? No. In fact, the people in the village would be horrified. Therefore, he's not a bad guy. His victims sure would feel happier. Oh, a little bit, yes. But day to day, their lives wouldn't change. I mean, killing Chen wouldn't bring back those students, would it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? Me and my sword couldn't help but notice that one moment you couldn't remember who Chen was, and then next you're talking about the students that he ordered to be massacred? Huh? What the, I, I, I just suddenly came back to me. <sighs> hey, keep that away from me. I'm unarmed, you know. So what did you just pick up then? Well, it's it's a big stick. I mean, it's a... Huh, <sighs> <sighs> okay. It's half a big stick. We could talk this out. You're working for Chen, aren't you? No! Don't lie to me. You're totally competent one moment and totally incompetent the next. It's an act. You're obviously working for him. Oh, take it easy. I'm not working for him. He's, uh, he's a friend of mine. This is your last warning. One more lie and I'll separate your head from... Oh, thank God. It's finally kicked in. What? What's happening? Oh, don't panic. It's uh, that spice I made you smell. It's relaxed all the muscles in your body. You won't be able to stand or move your arms. You are working for him. If I could just get up, I'd I'd kill you. No, I'm not working for him. He really is the village cheesemaker. And we've become friends. Some of the stories are true, and some of them were made up by his enemies. (sighs) He regrets a lot of the things that he did do. Or so he says. Oh, look, I, I know he could just be you know, pretending to be remorseful, but I've come to know him. He's truly, truly faced what he did. Oh, really? And will he face the families of the people he killed? Well, yes, he would. But the villagers won't let him. I mean, we know he would just end up dead if he did. And so now, whenever I hear someone looking for Ulna, I get myself hired as a guide. If it turns out they're looking for Chen, I make sure they won't find him. We're nowhere near Ulna, are we? No. I'm <laughs> just taking you around in a big circle. <gasps> We're about two miles from the marketplace where we met. What other nasty tricks have you got up your sleeve? <gasps> that wine you had me taste yesterday. Wow, very good, yes. That was part of a spell, marking all the memories from that moment forward. When we get to the marketplace and I finish the spell, 
you'll lose all those memories. And since memories tend to be interconnected, you'll probably forget all about me. You'll wake up disorientated, discouraged, and with only enough money to get home. So what are you going to do? Carry me to the marketplace? Oh, I got an egg for that. Ugh. I'm just going to roll you on top of it. Don't worry. It won't break. Oh, I'm not too worried about your egg. Mm. Uh, great spirit of creation, bring forth from this egg a sturdy horse. <laughs> oh, and as simple as that. You're on top, ready to go, like a... Uh, a prisoner. I was going to say, like a sack of potatoes. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to slide you forward and get on behind you. Right, I'll come back for all the stuff later. Let's go, horsey. So I noticed you mm. hatched a horse with no magic words and no whirlwind. Oh, yes, that was all for show. Mm. Hey, did you like the magic words? They're just a local tongue twister. Yarad yatra! Tigrad yatra! I like lever! You like liver. <laughs> you do realize I'm going to find you and kill you. Oh, you'll have to remember me first. You're the 11th person I've done this with. So far, no unsatisfied customer. Oh, trust me, I'm not satisfied. Well, people like you never are. You need to look on the bright side. What a great story to tell your grandchildren. If you could only remember it. was written by Peter Gruenbaum and produced by Catherine Ranella. The story is featured as part of the MAT Script Writing Competition Winners Collection of 2017, featuring the voice talents of Simon Dowd as Sneedley and Becca Kravitz as Elena. Music provided by Kevin McLeod as permitted under a Creative Commons license. Foley work performed by Keely Heal and Catherine Ranella. Additional sound effects provided by SoundSnap and freesound.org. The executive producer is Dan Michalko. This has been a Meridi Media Midnight Audio Theater production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mark Time Showtime, a showcase series from Decoder Ring Theater celebrating scripts originally written for live performance by Great Northern Audio in conjunction with the annual award ceremony for the Mark Time and Ogle Awards, Earth's premier science fiction, fantasy, and horror audio drama awards. We are pleased and proud to give this collection of science fiction and fantasy satire fresh productions here on our stage and hope you will enjoy, with our compliments, your VIP pass to Mark Time Showtime! This week, The Saving of the World. Hey, look, look, calm down, okay? We all know that you and the press are very busy with the Prairie Kennel Classic today. We'll take as little time as we uh, as possible. I'm just going to give you what I got. I'll read you a short, partially prepared statement, and then I'll entertain a few questions. Okay. 
The mayor's office, that's my office, was contacted this morning by Dr. Theremin Chutz of Big City's Blundercliff Observatory, confirming the reported sighting of a possible comet the size of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which at this time is headed on a collision course with Big City and its surrounding environs and should arrive here or somewhere in this vicinity between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. That's Central Daylight Savings Time. At this time, we have no plans to go to disaster threat crisis level magenta or cancel the Shriners Day Parade. Questions? I want to know what this Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Yeah, yeah, you over there. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Jim Legume of the Big City Sentinel. Yeah, fine paper. Love your comic section. Uh, do you know how fast the comet is coming? Uh, do you have an idea what it's made of? Do you know who sent it? Do I... Look, we got our best people, best scientists working on this. That's all I can say at this moment. Is the military involved? Yeah, of course the military's involved. The military's involved in everything. Look, at this point, the comet is just a faraway blip on the lens of a telescope. You can't even see it with your naked eye. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, Katie Rumbasian, and is the comet itself naked? No, my eyes naked, not the comet. And if the comet is naked, can we characterize this nude comet as a moral threat as well as a disastrous threat to the heartland of the homeland of America? I certainly don't want to over-characterize the situation at this time, but nor do I want to rule anything out. We just have to hope for the best, God willing. Thank you. Ah, follow-up question. Whatever. Uh, Do you think this is a job for Super Pal? When we first met, me and Super Pal were both in rehab together. I guess we both kind of helped each other out through some tough spots, if you know what I mean. I sort of felt like I understood where he was coming from, and he understood where I was coming from because we both have addictive personalities. I think a lot of strong people do. I was addicted to quaaludes, and he was addicted to throwing buses. Cherise Bent, friend of Superpal. He used to throw buses all over the place, I think it was an anger thing myself. I used to say to him, You know, Super Pal, I do downers because I'm mad at my mom. Maybe you throw buses because you're mad at your mom. And he used to get all agitated about that and say, No, he throws buses because there's bad guys in them. And I'm like, Yeah, whatever. Sometimes he'll try and catch the buses. He'll throw some red ones up and some yellow ones and maybe a couple of big city transits and they'll start coming down all over the place and he'll catch some and kind of juggle them. (laughs) People are always asking me, what's Super Pal up to now, man? Have I seen him lately? And I say, I don't know. When am I his mother? I mean, what's it to you? And they say, hey, could I get a hold of him, you know, if I wanted to? I say, I don't know. I guess. I mean, it depends on who's asking. I mean, he's got a lot of people looking for him. Mr. Mayor! Mr. Mayor! Mr. Mayor! Mr. Mayor! Look, look, folks, at this point, I don't see this comet business as being a superhero kind of situation. I really don't. You got something flying through space, it could hit something, it could miss. I mean, it's not breaking any laws. What do you want me to do? So, Mayor Minion, this is not a superheroic situation. Absolutely not. I was the duty nurse on call there at the obstetrics ward, Stickville Municipal Hospital, just outside Big Town. That's Minnesota. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Super Pal wasn't a very large baby. No, no, but he did glow. I remember that. He glowed bright blue. His little ears, little bottom, his little... You know, everything just lit right up. Really quite a sight. You could tell he was special like that, uh-huh. 
I don't see Super Pal as being just another superhero. Arnie Stortz, Super Pal's occasional agent and publicist. He's got a track record. A long track record. He's got a body of work that speaks for itself. You want a quote? I've got a quote for you. Here's what I got for you. Now write this down. Super Pal is a very special person. A special superhero. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of a... A friend of us all. He's extremely talented. Extremely good at a... He's the best at, at what he does. He's a weapon for good. The comment has come across the universe on a counterintuitive off-season excursion rate trajectory. And it's speedy, too. It made the castle run in under eight and one half parsecs. Dr. Theremin Schatz, Blundercliff Observatory. Its official name is 2005 Scorpius NRS 815, but for calling it Comet Skippy. Is that named after the peanut butter? No, it came out of Scorpio Superseus, transited by Orion, crossed the parking garage, went right by Cirrus, <laughs> the dog star, you know, without even a bark. This is one sneaky comet. Would you characterize the comet as being anti-social? I could not say, though it is a Scorpio. It has not returned our call, so we assume it is at least very busy. But why is it coming here? It's not an evil supervillain's plan, if that's what you're after. The comet is a heavenly body. Like any other body from the heavens, it is attracted to other similar heavenly bodies, even at preposterously long distances. I, I, I believe that is what we have here. I mean... Gravity isn't just a good idea, it's a law. <laughs> a little scientist humor there. Is the attraction a long-term, a committed attraction, or just an overnight thing? I can't speculate regarding its ambitions, but I can speculate that Comet Skippy most likely has no moral or sexual intentions towards the Earth at this time. Are you saying the Comet's homosexual? It's a lifestyle we certainly cannot rule out. Extra, extra, read all that! Naked homosexual comet headed for Big City! Superpower. Are you writing this down? He's a giver. He's a giver. Not a taker. He's a uniter. A connector. Not a divider. A combiner. A blender. A joiner. A cultivator. A welder of truth. Again, Superpal agent Arnie Stortz. But he's also a businessman. He's got overhead. He's got things to do. He lectures. He does personal appearances. He doesn't do animal balloons anymore, but hey, he's got commitments. He can't just take anything that comes along. That's what I'm here for. He's a protector. I'm here to protect the protector, if you know what I mean. Otherwise, he'll overdo it. Well, here's the deal on that. I mean, I love Superpal. I really do. You know, we've had... You know, it's just that, like, Super Pal just overdoes everything. It's like, come on. One time, I touched him for a loan, you know? I just said, you know, Super Pal, could I borrow a couple of bucks? And he goes out and finds a lump of coal, puts it in his fist, crushes the hell out of it, and makes the biggest damn diamond you've ever seen, and gives it to me. And I'm like, all I wanted was some pantyhose and a Coke. He got my kitty out of the tree. Dr. Chuck! Yes! Yes! Who's there? Katie Rambasian and the most trusted news that news people trust. When you say that the comma that is now presently approaching big city is becoming larger, how big would you characterize large to be? Well, as the comet approaches big city, it will appear to get bigger and bigger, which will eventually appear larger than what we scientists would term big, 
Thereupon, getting larger than what we would deem large, until the comet becomes what we would characterize as huge. What's bigger than huge? Charisse. Yeah, Super Pal. He's got the costume. It's blue and red and stuff. Like every other superhero, they all have their outfits, so he has his. It's like his brand, his trademark, you know? He's always trying to get me to sew the thing back together after he's been in a fight. And I'm like, what do I look like, a freaking tailor? Why don't you use your x-ray laser eyes and fix it yourself? And he's like, I didn't think of that. Well, duh. So once we were flying over to Crab King to get something to eat, and I said, don't you have anything else to wear? And he said, no. I don't think I've ever seen him out of the costume. Well, not in public, anyway. One time I got him out of the tights, but he kept the cape on, which was fine. Uh, that is bigger than huge. This we have not seen in the modern era, but I would say the next bigger thing than huge is gigantic. Uh, but we don't expect and have no reason to assume that this comet will become more larger than what we project it will be at this time. Uh, do you think that Super Pal could beat up the comet if he wanted to? I don't know. I would not want to put words in Super Pal's mouth. Hey, Katie Roomba, CNN here. What would you put in Super Pal's mouth? I saw Super Pal put a nuclear bomb in his mouth one time, man. Give me a gun, would ya? Super Pal's oldest and bestest childhood friend, Ed. He just popped the thing in his mouth. Down it went and then, blam, you know? A little bit of smoke, and I was like, man, Super Pal, that must have really stung. You okay? You want something for your stomach? He said, nah, he's fine. And then he burped, blam again. Nuked the neighbor's dog, man. Bark, glow, bark, glow, bark, glow. You see that dog coming from a mile away for about two years. Glad I was standing upwind. <laughs> we had a lot of good times when we were kids. I mean, our relationship is a little looser than other non-super relations, you know? It's a little more trusting, a little more giving. We're like, it's all cool. I told Super Pal he can see other women, and I can see other superheroes. Mr. Mayor! Mr. Mayor! Mr. Yeah, of course. He's a possibility. He's in the mix. You can't tell right now. It all depends on Skippy. Depends on uh, how big it gets. It's large right now! Yeah, whatever. It's large, okay? This comet, Skippy, could require up to five or six superheroes working in tandem. If that's the case, we're dealing with uh, with the MSA. Mayor Minions, Mayor Minions, Katie Roomba CNN. When you say MSA, are you referring to a multiple superheroic Yes, yes I am. And that type of civic activity takes a lot of coordination. It takes a lot of cooperation. It takes mandates. We have agencies for this kind of stuff. They don't have any funding, but it takes it takes good faith from all parties involved. What superheroes are you considering? All I can say at this point is that we've got a number of calls out. We feel we have plenty of options available. We've got eight hours. We're going to get through this comet thing. My office feels really, really very good about where we're headed with this. Agent and publicist, Arnie Stortz. A couple three years ago, we decided that Super Pal needed a little more visibility. He was doing well locally, doing the usual stopping pickpockets and keeping strollers from rolling out in the traffic, that kind of thing. But we thought, hey, let's do a talk show or two. Let's do radio. And then let the pieces fall where they may. And then he started talking about websites. 
Does your, does your reluctance to call Superpal have anything to do with your publicly issued, strongly worded statement that you, as mayor of Big City, felt that Superpal mishandled the Water Tower Cabinetry Orphanage incident of 1997? Hey, you know as well as I do that that's still in the courts. I'm not saying anything about that. It wouldn't be prudent. It wouldn't be fair to all the litigants, especially the cat. All I'm saying is that I have nothing against Superpal. I've worked with him in the past. I think we have a good, honest, open relationship. My wife and I have been over to dinner with him in his, uh, uh, whatever it is, the secret bunker. He's a fine superhero. I uh, just question sometimes if he's a team player. That's all. Mr. Mayor? Let me finish. Now, let me finish here, okay? This isn't Metropolis. This isn't Gotham City. This isn't St. Big Town. This is Big City. It's a big place. You don't just come in here saving whatever the heck you want to save, whenever the heck you want to save it, and then leave. We got politics. I mean, we protocols in this town. We got fire. We got police. We got parks and rec. We got unions and lobbyists. There's a lot of protocol involved. A lot of good, hardworking people. You got to do things through channels. That's all I'm saying. Super Paul got my kitty out of the tree. Super Pal's got a lot of cats out of a lot of trees. That's his deal. He's been getting cats out of trees since... Oh, I don't know when. Since we was kids. He felt like a, an affinity for them. There was this one time... There was this one time when... <coughs> Can you give me a minute? <coughs> just give me a minute, please. I just want to be... Sorry. I think what we're talking about here, Boyle, what you have to be asking yourself is this. Does Super Pal have his priorities straight? That's all I'm saying. He's strong. He's a decent man. We all know that. I'm not arguing it. Parks and Rec Director Dermot Malloy. He's been given the highest honors. We gave him an honorary gold rake from the Parks Department. We gave him one of them pokey sticks you pick up trash with. We gave him a hat. It's just... Okay, okay, I'll just say it straight out. The Water Tower and Orphanage incident. I know it's still in the courts, but a 155-foot-high tower is about to collapse and dump 2,256,000 gallons of cold water upon a wee orphanage. It's teetering at the very brink of disaster. And what is the first thing that Superpal does when he arrives? Climbs a tree and saves a damn cat. I love Superpal. Kitty loves Superpal, too. Meow. Meow. Director Malloy, I have to ask, is that a real Irish accent? <coughs> uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, uh, it's pretty good, though, ain't it? Uh, I got it at Walmart. Before we here at Blundercliff Observatory show you the first visual photographic images of the comet Skippy, we'd like to show you a short slide presentation of some of the more important and better-known comets throughout the ages, such as Halley's Comet, Hale-Bopp, Shebop. Bebop, Lubop, and Dudley Machholz. Lights, please. Oh, I sincerely apologize. These seem to be last year's vacation slides, but you have to admit that's an awful good shot of my cousin Annika. Hey, hey, Dell. Remember the first time we suckered Super Pal? Uh huh. Louis and Dell, bad guys. Kuchjing County Moderate Security State Prison Facility. We put a little kitty up a tree and Super Pal came right to it. He was like, it's okay, kitty, it's okay, I'll let you down, poor kitty. <laughs> Couldn't believe how easy it was. Yeah, 
We robbed 12 quick marts that night. Uh, we must have done that like 10 times in a row, man. We had kitties and trees all over Big City, and he saved everyone. Yeah. <laughs> then you got rough with one of the kitties. I did not. Did too. You got rough. I, I just pulled his tail. Super pal didn't like that. The mayor is not available right now. He's gone into a closed session with his staff to discuss personal matters. Where's that gonna be? In the secret underground bunker, second floor. Thank you. All right, all right, folks. We're not having lunch until we get this decided. I'm not even coffee? Maybe a Danish? No. How about gum? Can we chew gum? Okay, gum, but nothing else. Now... Let's get down to business. We got six hours before this comet hits. I've got the DAR and the Chamber of Commerce all over me on this one. Who do we got? What superheroes are available? Come on, come on, talk to me here. Bill? Uh, well, 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 Mr. Bear, a couple of the biggies are out. Uh, Mr. Incredulous is in Tokyo doing a, a, an autograph and collector show. It's a long-standing commitment. He, he, he'd love to help out. Uh, he can't. He can't make it in time. Uh, then there's a Sprawl, you know, a Spawn sister. Oh, yeah, Sprawl. I like her. Ooh, great outfit. Yeah, get her. Uh, she just signed an exclusive deal with Canada. Uh, she can't cross the border without breaking a lot of the incentive clauses in her contract. Can we buy her contract out? Uh, not without jeopardizing our ability to draft a superhero to cover a disaster to be named later. With insurance premiums up, uh, all these unfunded mandates. Uh, competition for superheroes is fierce this year. Everybody, every city wants their own superhero on retainer. Charisse. Super Pal needed more control over his career. He needed to be more hands-on. He was losing touch. I think we all agreed on that. So Super Pal fired Arnie, his publicist? Well, actually, he had me do it. And we fired his mom, because we really didn't know what his mom did. So I say, hey, Super Pal, so what do you want to do? You're free. And I'm thinking he was probably going to go out and stop a speeding train or something, because those train things are always running off the tracks and stuff. But no... Superpal says he wants to design his own website. And I'm like, man, Superpal, you do not even want to think about doing that. Because designing your own website will suck your brains out. I've seen it happen. But he went ahead. He just disappears into his secret bunker with a book on HTML. And I... I didn't see him. For like a year. Nobody did. Sarah, how about you? You got any lines on these superheroes? There's the Lummox. The big Lummox? Yes, yes, the big Lummox. Oh, he's cool. I like him. Yeah, get him. Well, he says he's in our corner, but he just had surgery. He was having back spasms ever since he pulled an ocean liner across the Gobi Desert. I don't know. It was promotional stunt or something. Anyway, he's out for at least 8 to 12 weeks and... That's if there are no complications. I, I live in the same district as him. He's got six nasty, unruly kids, and he grills everything. It's a wonder he's still alive. Oh, for Christ's sake, these guys got to learn to take care of themselves. The dog boy of Mendota doesn't return phone calls, and Java Woman's pregnant. You gotta be happy for her. Yeah, yeah, no, she's been trying for a long time. You do, you gotta be happy for her. So... She says she's not taking on anything strenuous. She'd be glad to catch a bank robber or kick over a meth lab, but a comet is just not in the cards at this point. 
Dr. Chuck, Dr. Chuck, yeah, yeah. Dr. Chuck, right here, CNN. Yeah, Katie Rumba, CNN. Dr. Chutz, when you say that Comet Skippy is deadly, how lethal exactly is that? I'd say it's a lot more than just bad for your health. On the 1 to 10 Schwarzenegger scale of interplanetary deadliness, I'd give it mm, 11. Believe me, nobody wants a comet hitting them in the back of the head, that's for sure. Anybody got an aspirin? Uh, there's the, the, the League of Five. Yeah, good. The League of Five. Yeah, I like them. I don't know about the League, sir. There's been a lot of internal bickering and strife going on. I just don't know if they're all on the same page. Linny slept with the flame. The flame had a thing for Wolf Boy. Wolf Girl won't talk to Matrix Man. Matrix Man keeps threatening to quit and go solo. Right now, the reunion tour is off. It's worse than the Fleetwood Mac. God, that Stevie Nicks is still hot after all these years. <sighs> okay, how about the, the Monkey Man? He's a local kid. He got his big break right here in Big City, didn't he? He owes us. Get a hold of him. Uh, he's, um, uh, uh, he's kind of put the superhero thing on the back burner, Mr. Mayor. What do you mean, the back burner? Well, in his recording career and his run for governor cropped out, he, uh, he, uh, he took on a talk show on the Family Living Channel. Trying to pay down his credit card debts. Wow, I didn't know there were so many pitfalls to being a superhero. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can tell it now. Super Pal's bestest imaginary pal, Ed. Okay, this is exactly what took place. Me and Super Pal, because that's his name, man. I never heard anybody call him anything else, even his own mother, even when we were kids, just Super Pal. We were out playing this one time, and we heard a cry for help. Well... I guess it was more like a meow, meow for help. And Super Pal went right into super mode, man. It was pretty amazing. He went right up the tree, right after that cat, no problem. And, and I tagged along. I followed as fast as I could. And, you know, just my luck, I fell down an abandoned mine shaft. <laughs> Shoop! <laughs> right down it. And there were, like, skeletons and explosives down there. And mole people. I cried for help, and Super Pal came, and he got me out as fast as he could. He saved my life. He stopped the mole people. He saved the world, man. When we got back to the tree, the kitty was gone. The kitty was gone. Just disappeared, man. We still don't know what happened to it. You see, I could have hung on longer. Mole people are slow. I could have waited. Anybody could have. But but the kitties. Who knows what happened to the kitties? Oh, those little kitties, man. We may never know. So, the Super Pal vowed right there and then that it would never, never, ever happen again. There would always, always be time for a kitty in a tree. Dr. Chutz! Dr. Chutz! Dr. Chutz, is there any chance, any outside chance at all that Skippy will change course in the last few hours and strike St. Big Town instead of Big City? Uh, We were, of course, hoping that it would hit them and not us, but unfortunately this comet seems malevolently intent on the complete and final destruction of Big City. Dr. Chutz! Yes! Yes! You in the back! Ah! 
I forgot what I was going to ask. I dated the spawn for a while. And me and the big lummox went out a couple of times. He even asked me to marry him, you know, a couple of times. But I wouldn't call any of it serious. No. Super Pal's a rebel, man. He does things his own way. Always been that way, man. He's like the doer. I'm like the thinker. You know, one time back in Stickville when we were six, I, I said, Super Pal, man, you're going to do a lot of really cool things one day. And I'm going to write like a graphic novel about it. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking for a publisher. Uh, yes, we are quite certain that the comet is hard and crunchy on the outside and gooey in the middle. If it was the other way around, the comet was crunchy in the middle and gooey on the outside. This would not work in the world of classic Aristotelian physics. The goo would burn off. Okay, anybody else? Oh, oh, I remembered what I was going to ask. Yes. Men's room? Okay, we're kind of running out of superheroes here. Who's left? Super pal, sir. Super pal. That's all? Nobody else? Uh, 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 no, sir. You sure? Yes, sir. <sighs> I guess we got no choice. Katie Rumba, CNN. While waiting for the mayor and his staff to return from Big City's secret community bunker, I ventured just outside and found Ed, Super Pal's bestest best pal, sitting on the curb in front of the Big Weasel Bar and Grill. Ed, would you mind if I sit down? No, suit yourself. Ed, I want you to try something for us, would you? Sure. I want you to try to get inside. Try to get inside Super Pals, Super Brain, and Super Heart and answer this question. Sure. If Super Pal were to swallow something today, anything, what do you think he'd swallow? Wow. It's a good one. Uh, I don't know. It's not the Cold War anymore, so uh, I don't know about swallowing an atom bomb, even if you could find one. You don't know where those things have been. (laughs) Do you think Super Pal would put a comet in his mouth? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But but it'd have to be for a good cause, you know, like for saving America or mankind or something. If it was just lying there, uh, I don't think he'd eat a comet. What do you think a comet would taste like? Chicken? Yeah. Yeah, chicken. <sighs> yeah, Arnie Stortz. Who do you want? Uh, super pal, right. Uh, hey, hey, sweetheart. Sweetheart, get me a cigarette, would you? Well, there's a lot of people looking for him. Who, who's asking? The mayor. Hey, mayor. H- have you tried his secret bunker? No luck, huh? Uh, how about the abandoned mine shaft? Not there either. Wow. Uh, so, uh, a comet, huh? When do you think this comet is coming? That soon? Uh, the only other place would be Charisse's apartment. You, you tried there, and she wouldn't let you in. No, I don't know what to tell you. When she's pissed, she's really pissed. When the comet malevolently strikes big city, according to modern economic disaster theory, the neighborhoods with the least insurance will go first. 
Then the ground ripples rise up through the blue neighborhoods, lifting them up 30 or 50 feet, and if there's any justice, they'll come down on the red suburbs. Do you think that Walmart will continue its usual hours after the comet hits? Mostly likely. Uh, Mr. Mayor, the chopper's ready. Good. Where are we headed? Metropolis? Gotham City? Are you kidding? I got kids. All those drippy, dark, crime-ridden streets and stuff? That's no place to bring up a kid. Plus, Gotham City's school lunch program is rated dead last in the nation. Wow, worse than ours? Okay, okay, here's the deal. When Superpal said he was going to take some time off to design his own website, I said okay. But I said, come on, Superpal. You should bring in a consultant. But he says, no, I'm going to do it all by myself. And now look what happened. Everybody knows who Superpal is. It's not a secret. That's not the problem. Doug, the man behind Superblog, an online site dedicated to the exclusive coverage of superhero websites. His website sucks, man. And I ought to know. I'm the only one who covers all the superhero websites 24-7. I've seen them all. Superpal's site is not smart. It's not compact. It's inelegant. It's not intuitive. It's abstract, hard to navigate, not linked to anything. If you Google him, he's virtually invisible. He's not very Googleable. Maybe Googleless. Google-proof. Yeah, Google-proof. Yes, Superpal is entirely 100% Google-proof. Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Right Mr. Mayor? here, over here. Has there been any communication with Superpal? Do you think he's aware of the situation? We're very optimistic. Uh, We've made every effort. Our people are in touch with his people. There's a lot of good dialogue, not particularly in this paragraph, but a lot of good dialogue going on. We have no reason not to believe that Superpal is out there somewhere. Yeah, you in the back. With only 15 minutes left before the comet strikes, are there any plans in place to evacuate Big City? Nah, what's the use? If we can't get anybody, any superheroes in time, what are the city's options? What are you looking at personally? I'm sticking it out. Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? Mr. Mayor? One more question. Mr. 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 The chop is ready to go. Yeah, we'll get going right after the photo op. Super Pals got pretty choosy about the projects he works on. It was a kitty on the comet. He might be willing to get a little bit more involved. Hi, Jim Legume on location here at Candlelight Comet Vigil in suburban Big City. In the final minutes before Comet Skippy obliterates Big City, the faithful have gathered, creating an atmosphere that is introspective and subdued. Yet, there is a feeling of anticipation, of undying hope, of waiting. Yeah, we're waiting for the end of the world. No, we're not. We're waiting for Superpal. Why the candles? Why the white roads? Why are all of you young people gathered here just outside Big City holding and waving candles in the wind? We're gonna light... Late the way for Super Pal. Yeah, so he knows where we are and how much we love him. Yeah, we want to show him where we are so he doesn't dump the comet on us. Do you really, truly believe that Super Pal can stop this comet? He saved my kitty once. He was up a tree. Super Pal sucks. Hey, you come here and say that. Super Pal sucks. Ouch! Little chicken weasel, shut up! Super Pal found my wallet once, man. He dropped it off with my mom. He's cool. We're waiting for Sharice, too. Yeah, Sharice is bitching, man. She's the power behind the power, if you know what I mean. I didn't like what I did, but it had to be done. I didn't have no choice. Sometimes you don't have a choice. 
I called up Superpal on his private, dedicated Superline and told him there was a kitty on the comet. I'm not proud of that. He bought it right away. It got him off the couch. It got him up in the air. We'll just have to deal with the fallout later. Whoa, what's that up in the sky? I see it. I see it. There's Skippy. Super Pals too late. Whoa, what's that streaking toward the comet? Hooray, it's Super Pals. Oh no, they're going to collide. We're really pleased. Super Pal did a great job. Bang up job. It was our first choice to save Big City. Always was. We're happy with the results. It's a win-win, one-two win situation all around. What exactly happened? My understanding at this time is that Super Pal successfully, for the most part, diverted the comet away from Big City and forced the comet to land elsewhere. And where exactly is that? Uh, let me see if I got that information here. Uh, yeah, Texas. The comet landed on Texas. Any damage? Says here, harmlessly. Yeah, looks like uh, landed on Texas harmlessly or obliterated everything. There's conflicting reports on that. Was the military involved? Yeah, the military's always involved. Will there be a parade to honor Super Pal? You know, uh, I don't think so. We haven't discussed it, but I'm kind of putting the parade in the no column. And I'll tell you why. Why? I think the way this thing is probably going to play out is that Super Pal went ahead on his own accord, I might add, and dropped, no matter how inadvertently, dropped the comet right there on Texas. Texas, or whoever's left down there, is most likely going to be looking for someone to blame. They'll probably take some legal action against Big City. Big City will most likely have to turn around and seek unspecified damages from Super Pal. What's that have to do with the parade? Super Pal is still really pissed about the kitty not being on the comet. He tore the crap out of half of Texas looking for the cat. We're going to have trust issues. Definitely. Me and Super Pal, we've been talking about getting married. Maybe a house and a cat. I don't know. Maybe a hobby. Maybe two cats. Well, to be as candidly honest as possible, I just don't see suing a guy and then giving him a parade. Just doesn't make sense. Question over here! You again. Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor, what if you gave Super Pal a parade first and then sued him later? Ooh. Well, that does put a different spin on it. Let me take that up with City Council and I'll get back to you. Mark Time Showtime. Episode 3, The Saving of the World, was written by Brian Price, Jerry Stearns, and Chris Markman, directed by Greg Taylor, and featured the dulcet tones of... Christopher Mott, Kevin Robinson, Brian Vaughn, Andrea Lyons, Hero Van Harten, Greg Taylor, Julie Cogger, and Hans Messerschmidt. Join us next time for more adventure and laughs on Mark Time Showtime. Again, that was The Saving of the World. Originally written and produced by Great Northern Audio, reimagined by Decoder Ring Theater as part of their summer showcase series. For more information and stories, visit decoderringtheater.com and greatnorthernaudio.com. 
And before that, you heard Bad Egg, part of the MAT Features Collection for 2017, written by Peter Gruenbaum. A big thanks and congratulations to all the cast and crew involved in this production. Well, that's it for tonight. Coming up next week, we'll have another MAT feature to add to your audio drama listening, along with the announcement of our 2018 script competition winners that same weekend. Stay tuned. And while you're waiting, if you missed any of tonight's show or our past episodes, you can find them all at MidnightAudioTheater.com, along with our full collection of MAT features. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at midnightaudiotheater at gmail.com. And while you're online, don't forget to like us at our Facebook page. We'll be back again next week, audio drama fans. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'm Kathy Ranella saying thanks for tuning in. BBC World News is coming up next.